Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast with Jake Edwards and Jason Matthews. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Yeah, it certainly is. Welcome to it. Another Saturday morning edition of Saturdays in the Southeast on SENQ, 6.93am and 1620SEN uh, on the Golding. Of course, those listening through the app. And you can get a copy of the podcast as well later on. Uh, g'day. G'day, Jason. Jakey Edwards. How are you? Mate, first time I've been in the studio with you in weeks. Yeah, it's been a while. I'll miss you. Oh, don't say that. No, I don't really. Um, <laughs> you're Ma- back, mate. I've oh, walked in here this, don't <laughs> this morning and... Here you are. You can hardly get out of the seat. You crawled to me like you needed an A-frame. Mate, I do need an I need a Zimmer frame. Is that what they, <laughs> is that what they call those things? Yeah, explain to the listeners exactly how nah, you did look, your back. It's been on sports day all week. I don't want to go into it. Nah, one more time. I was doing a, lo- a manly activity at home yeah. on Sunday. I was um, mixing the kitty litter for the cats. <laughs> how <laughs> many cats you got? Two. I'm a crazy cat guy. Two too many. No, mate, don't start like that. Mm. Cat uh, cat lovers are very unique people. But um, no, mate, my cats are too fussy, so they won't poo on one type of kitty litter. You've got to mix it with another one. Oh, God. And it's like, what? It's too it, – the, the, the little paws are too precious, apparently. I did feel sorry for you oh. before you just told me that little uh, explanation. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, mate, it'll get better. This happens – you know, it's one of those ongoing injuries – that I did like 25 years ago, and it just reoccurs every year, year and a half. I just slip a disc in the bottom of my back, and it's just, <laughs> mate, I don't know if you've ever done it, but it is pain. It is so painful. I've got a slip disc at C3 in my neck. Oh, well, there you go. If you I know sleep how... bad, yeah, it's not great. Oh, hey, we were talking earlier that next week I'm off to Palm Cove for a, for a wedding. What a beautiful part of Queensland. And then we were talking about Bunnings bringing in the four yeah, no, day. Hang on, let's let's go back. Like, for, let's go back to the start. You walk in today, and I go, "How you going?" And you go, "Oh, mate, I'm so busy." I said, "Yeah, so am I." I, I just, I'd love to say one day to someone, "Nah, doing bugger all." Mm. Like, wouldn't that be the greatest achievement? That you go, "No, I haven't had much on this week." Like, I mean, for you, I'm on a salary, so that's all. I get paid regardless of whether I put in an effort or not. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> not on a the very other good end, one. If you don't find properties for your client, you're stuffed. That's right, I don't get so paid. So you've got to be busy. I've got to be constant on the road, up and down that M1, back and forth. Yeah, if I'm not doing it, I, I, sometimes I feel busy when I know I'm not actually busy because my 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 mindset, my mind keeps racing. All like that though. Mm. We look at our phones. There's mm. stuff on TV. There's so much stuff going on in our lives. But how's this? What what you're saying to Bunnings? Yeah, Bunnings are trialling now, bringing it into their workforce. They're going to start a four-day work week. I love it. So four days on, three days off. Perhaps we can hit up Hutchie, mate, and... Uh, you can go for that. And see, see if that's a chance to, to come in. Uh, Hutchie works eight days a week. Yes. He, doesn't, he doesn't stop. But, mate, seriously, that's not a bad idea, is it? Four and a half day week. I wonder mm. how many companies are going to start doing that. And I wonder if the productivity changes by doing a four four and a half days and do you have to do longer hours than the other days i want i know i know in the a lot of places in europe now just have a four-day working week yeah yeah i'd be sure to hear the stats around it surely there's enough evidence behind whether or not it is going to help productivity i reckon it would but we can't we can't even get people to stop working from home to get back in the office post-covid i think we've got to learn to live with that i reckon if there's an employer that offers we'll put it this way if you're an employer and you offer a four-day working week and your salary's not affected and you've got to do, say, eight-and-a-half-hour days or nine-hour days, mate, you're going to go to that versus a yeah. place where you've got to work five days, right? Are you of the opinion that as long as you're reaching your targets, as long as you're getting the job done, 
Doesn't matter how many days a week you work. Absolutely. That's yeah. what this made. That we're lucky we work in that environment. Yeah. Just, you know, work to get the job done. Maybe if you have to do a 12-hour day and then a 7-hour or 5-hour, then that's how it works, you know. Yep. Swings and roundabouts. Sure does. But uh, if I ever get the flick from here, I'm going to Bunnings. Well, <laughs> not, not not for the four-day week, but for the sausages. How <laughs> I was going to say the sausages. All you got to do is offer me a four-day week <laughs> and, I don't know, what, six free sausages a day, <laughs> and I'm in there. <laughs> Anyway, busy show. We're going to talk footy. Uh, we're going to preview round nine of the Quaffle. How did um, – I missed last week's results. I was flat out <laughs> again. Um, how did Labrador go? Labrador? Yeah, good, mate. They're going well at the I moment. I told you, mate. They're going all right. Yeah, well, they, they got done a couple of weeks ago, as we know. But, Palm Beach, um, the resurging Palm but, Beach. But they're bouncing back. Maybe our – I think we had David in here a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, well, he wasn't good that first week. But, yeah, maybe there's a bit of uh, – Bit of good momentum, mate, coming to the back end of the year, which we're leading to the buy soon. So wait, 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 wait. Noosa beat Labrador by 44, 45 points. That's not going well at all. Hang on, I've seen the wrong. One hundred thirty-five to ninety. Is this right, Daddy? Are you sure that's right, Labrador? That's crap. That is crap. Who have we got? We're pl- oh wait. God, we play Morningside. Robbo. Oh yeah, and his motley crew. <laughs> Today. He, he actually put something up on his Instagram the other day. Did you see that, what he put up on nah, his page? No. Nah. He kicked the snap from the boundary oh, and some bloke was giving that. him an earful yeah. on the uh, on the boundary. But uh, Was that yeah. on full time? I think it was. Yeah. Because he loves the celebratory. No, right? he, the celebratory well, might have been the middle finger too. The, yeah. The bloke yeah. sitting on the, on the fence. Well, I apologize, was... mate. I've got that completely wrong. Labrador, yeah. No good on the well, weekend. No, I'm glad I didn't see the results until yeah. now. He could, could have broken it to me a lot easily, uh, uh, Daddy Vass, our producer. But Noosa, how did Noosa beat Labrador? Yeah, well, it's... Who knows, man? Noosa might be coming good at the right time of the year, heading it's, towards the back end. It's those white shoes, It's the white mate. boots. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the lattes. The it's, it's the glaring. It's, uh, it's Hastings streets and everything. It has to do with um, <laughs> the environment up there. All right, I'm going to have to go and talk to Labrador and get in there and uh, we'll, we'll preview the, the quaffle round this weekend. Hey, what did you make of Q Clash last weekend? I, I, thought, the, I thought the Gold Coast hung in there for yeah. about three quarters of the match and Brisbane just too good in that last quarter. It was always going to happen, wasn't it? Yeah. They're just a bit of class above Gold Coast at the moment. Yeah, the Lions. And in my – oh, look, the Lions, I don't think St Kilda will be there at the northern, northern end of the, the season, but mm. – I think the Lions are a chance, mate. The best chance they've had in two or three years to to get to a grand final. You mean, did you say St Kilda or you mean the Suns? I'm confused. No, nah, well, I'm talking about like in terms of winning the premiership at the end of the year. St Kilda right. are going all right at the moment. Right, uh, but the Suns, oh, look, they're, they're battling to get finals. But they've got a big game this week, um, which we'll see them, yeah. Hopefully hey. sneak into that bottom eight. And the other thing, the other thing, we saw another coach step down. Damien Hardwick this week from the yeah, from Tigers. Tigers. And he does look exhausted, mate. Yeah, he does. It was a great way to see how they handled it, to be honest. Richmond have got a great history of how they handled their their team. You know, getting on the front foot, just talking about the fact that he's burnt out. Um, yeah, he did. He looked exhausted, didn't he? I wouldn't mm. be a coach for quids. No of, way. Of a, no way. You know, like a first-grade football team. And we're seeing it um, with other coaches and other codes as well now. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be a state of origin coach. I mean, that comes up on Wednesday night, state of origin. Actually, I'm going to be on the rooftop here at SCNQ. It's going to be a big night. Yes, I'll be there. Origin under the star. Are you? Yeah, I'm coming. Are you? Ca- oh, yeah, I'll be there. Hanger on it. <laughs> How'd you get a ticket? I put your face on the door and said, don't let this bloke in. He'll eat all the canapes. 
The canapes. Yeah, well, they're not the canapes. canapes. Yeah, we'll have canapes <laughs> and we'll have some uh, some hors d'oeuvres or horse d'oeuvres. But, yeah, mate, it's going to be a big week this week with Origin as well, New South Wales versus Queensland. Being a Vic, are you a Queensland supporter like everyone else? Yeah, I am because of the Storm boys. Mm. Smitty, Cronk, Slater. So, in your honest opinion, mate, who do you think's going to take it out? Blues. Do you, Come do you, on. Do you really I'm, think I'm a New South Wales supporter. Really do you really me. think that, or are you just saying that because you're? I'm just saying it. I'm a supporter. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing that I've noticed is that um, I've seen a couple of videos of the uh, the New South Wales boys now doing some interviews and that, and um, yeah, Latrell, he looks very relaxed. Yeah, except very for he relaxed. got the, he got the beer names wrong. I think I saw that with uh, Hondi and Fletch. Oh, they go, yeah, yeah. give us three beers. And he rolls off these three beers. And, and what's the sponsor? Yeah, Tui's. <laughs> Nico Hines just points to his jersey and goes, uh, he goes, oh, let's, can we do that again? And then rolls off three Tui's brands. So. But he looks very relaxed, which I think coming into camp, I just haven't seen him be that, that chill the last couple of years. Oh, it goes back to club level. And, and, and again, I think we've touched on this, but how coaches relate to their players nowadays. And, and Wayne Bennett's the master. Craig Bellamy is a master at it as well. And I think Jason Demetrio, who's learnt all of his coaching style from Wayne Bennett, mm. you know, you've got to deal with players on an individual basis. What is it with Wayne? Is it is it just experience? Is it – because, you know, Dolphins, you know, they, they're going all right. They had another win yep. the other night. I think it was their seventh for, yep. the, for the season. And I'll tell you what it is. And, fine. and talking to people that have played under Wayne, which I get the pleasure to do, he just keeps it simple. Yeah. It's just simple. You, you score more tries and you defend. And defend hard. And, and, and the other thing is he, he manages his players one-on-one. So, you know, you certainly if we, we were in a footy team, you wouldn't treat you and me the same. Like, I mean, you've, you've got to be pampered. Just leave me alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just get me to work on my brilliant skills that I have. You, you've got to be pampered. You need your small coffees and all that sort of stuff. Uh, okay. but, you know, but you know what I mean? He, yeah. he knows how to motivate players individually. Yeah. And that's what he's that's what he's taught Jason Demetrio. And I reckon that's why Latrell Mitchell is really happy mm. because, you know, he gets managed well on a weekly basis. It, so the the thing that I can see a little bit of a storyline here, Jace, is that Queensland just love the conversation what's happening at the moment around the whole state of origin, how New South Wales are, are favourites and they should win and they should Queensland dominate. Do they've got the better team. It happens every no, year. There's someone on the rats. outside looking in. I see it and I hear rats. it. And then Queensland make that stuff up. Oh, you think? No one in New South Wales is saying that. Queensland make that up. Oh, they play know. the victim mentality and go, oh, we're the underdogs. No one raises. Pigs, I'm not falling for it. <laughs> it's going to be a great game Wednesday night be. as well. Uh, outside the locker room, CEO Todd Morgan. Um, of course, you have your connection with Outside the Locker Room as the founder of that charity, right, Jakey? The one, yep. So we'll have uh, Todd Morgan on. He's going to talk about how clubs, particularly at local footy level, can be doing what they can be doing to support their players. Um, and realestate.com.au property journalist Viva Hyde will be. I want to talk about where's a great bargain in Brisbane and where's a great bargain on the Goldie this week. So yeah. I'm also going to ask you maybe a couple of properties, Jace, great. that is on the great. market at the moment that people can look out for. Great. Fantastic. We better get to it. This is Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth and footy. Jakey Edwards and Jason Matthews here. Back in a moment. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth and footy. 
McNabb AFL Auskick is back. Register at play.afl slash Auskick. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN. Yeah, Jake Edwards, Jason Matthews here this morning on SENQ, 693 AM and 1620 uh, SEN AM on the Goldie. And, of course, via the SEN app, which you can download at Apple or Android. Uh, iTunes, I do believe, is the place. Uh, the Apple, is that we right? We figured that out. Yeah, Apple iTunes store. And, and also, <laughs> mate, I'm an Android user. Uh, all I care about is Google Play, right? That's where you can get your... Uh, SEN uh, stuff from. You can listen, you can tailor it to your needs, by the way. You can listen to any show, any time. You can listen. Look, if you don't want to listen to us right now, you can switch over to <laughs> SEN in Sydney or you can listen to SEN in Melbourne. So New, New Zealand. In, and New Zealand. Everywhere. If you're feeling a little homesick. Fish and chops. Yeah, no, don't start. <laughs> hey, bro, uh, <laughs> we talked about Damien Hardwick uh, standing down as the Richmond uh Coach, I mean, that's a big decision. He's had a lot of stuff going on in his personal life. Yeah. He's had a lot of stuff going on in his footy life. He's been a very successful coach for Richmond. Um, do you reckon he'll ever coach again, Jake? Because it does it, – it seems, as an outsider looking in, you've been on the inside having played for Carlton. It must take a heck of a lot out of these blokes. Yeah, it does. There's no doubt about that at all, Jason. But I, I, I'll tell you this. Write this down, mate. By the start of 2024 – He'll be a new coach somewhere else. In six months. In six months. Guarantee it. There's one club hanging around at the moment, which for some reason they haven't re-signed their coach, uh, Ken, Hinkley, Ken Hinkley at Port Adelaide. Now, Damien played in a premiership in Port, at Port Adelaide a few years ago. Uh, good ties to the club. Mate, I reckon he'll end up there. That's yeah, my really? personal opinion. Yeah, I do. I think he's he's done the right thing at this stage where he is. He's burnt out. We spoke about it off the top. He looks tired, exhausted. Probably doesn't have the motivation to get the Tigers to the end of the year. He'll take the four or five months that he needs to recharge. He'll step away from the game. He'll realize how much he loves it and he misses it. Apparently, um, Paul Connors, who was my old manager, sat down with him during the week before they made the decision. I, I know how PC works, mate. He would have said to him, hey, take some step, take some time away, do what you need to do. But just so you know, I reckon I can... Uh, get you back in the game as soon as you want, and here are a couple of options. Sons, any chance? Uh, I know Stewie Dewar was in the news during the week saying, I'm here for I'm here for the long haul. Yeah, to be honest, I hope not. I hope not. And I, I like Stewie Dewar. So do I, and I really like him too. And just for stability for the Suns. Over the yeah. last few years, they've, they've had coaches and lost coaches. They've had yeah. plays. They've lost plays. I just can't imagine what it would be. I get that Damien Hardwick walking in to coach your club would be, would help, you know, I guess, re-energize the group potentially. But, mm. mate, I just hope that they stick with Dewey. Like the Tigers did with Hardwick at the time, I think in 2016 at the end of that year before they thinking about giving the flick, they mm. said, no, nah, we'll stick with you. Mm. They end up winning the premiership next year. And, yeah, so I hope that's not the case. But I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back at Port Adelaide where he won a premiership at. Because that list at Port Adelaide is a, is a bloody good list compared to, you know, the Suns that are still – still building a little bit. Mm. I don't think Damien wants to come back and undertake a rebuild. You know, he'd be doing he that would at Would he the have Suns. to rebuild the Suns, yeah? Well, he wouldn't have to rebuild them, but, got you know. they good young talent there too. Good, yeah, they do, but I still think that their top 10 plays are really good, the Suns. Their bottom five or six really drop off. Yeah. Uh, where you look at the Port Adelaide Footy Club, they're, they're pretty strong, mate. That first 20 um, are going to see you through to a prelim, I reckon, based on their list. And I reckon Damien, one of the reasons he doesn't want to stay at Richmond is what he's telling us is he doesn't have the energy to do a, 
a rebuild and go through that four or five year right. rebuild. But, but who wouldn't want to take on the list that's ready to go now? I mean, every, that's every coach's dream, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. There's no doubt. Like you, you coach to win flags, you play to win premierships and... But why would you get rid of Ken Hinckley then if he's if he's got the team, if he's got good talent there? Um, is it because he can't get them to take the next step? It's a great question, Jace. I think everyone's asking the same question. Um, Koshy is the president of the Port Alley Footy Club. He keeps coming out and just knocking it with a straight bat, saying that we're going to wait to the end of the year and see what happens. He's been saying that consistently for the last 18 months. That can damage credit. a club. It, it, oh, well, I've just seen it happen with St. George. With Anthony Griffin, the 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 board came out at the start of the year, mm. and and it was Anthony Griffin's last year coaching the Dragons. They they came out. I can't. This is so stupid. Mm. They came out at the start of the year, Jake, and said he has to, um, he'll have to apply for his job for next year. Stupid. So what mm. what's the first thing that happens there is the players go, well, he's not going to be our coach next year. Yep. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, there's this mentality around the club that says. He's not going to be around. Yeah. And, I th- and, and, and wouldn't that be the same, similar thing with Ken Hinckley? Oh, it would have to be. And I, I feel that looking on the outside, looking in, is that uh, Ken Hinckley is the type of players coach too. He seems to have the 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 needs of the players right in his mindset. He's a um, he's a real caring type of, type of coach. Zach Butters is one of their guns there. He's actually a Daly boy where I grew up back home in Victoria. And the feedback from him back to our group of, of friends is that they love Ken. You know, and they want him to stick around and, and be part of the club. How frustrating would it be for Ken being oh. in this position? You know, taking the club to where they are right now the last eight years and then... Done all the hard work. Being cut off right at the 11th hour and then Damien Hardwick steps in and potentially could take him to a premiership in the next couple of years. Uh, and boards just want success, right? They just want... Yeah. They don't care about individuals. Yeah. yeah. We had Mandy on the show a few weeks ago who was the AFL coaches uh, wellness program yep. developer and... Yeah, she echoed then how challenging a, a career that it actually is. And, oh, I could only imagine what Ken would be going through. But let's say he does leave the club. He'll find a job somewhere else. But whether or not he, he wants see, to coach anywhere else. I see Ken Hinckley as a coaching director. I reckon mm. he'd be a really good mentor for a young coach. Yeah. You know, someone you can just, you know, you can pick his brain. Yep. I think he's a great coach. Well, that the, the St. George, um, coming back to Anthony the rugby, Griffin, yeah. Well, the guy who's come in. Yeah. Um, you know, he had, his, he had his win the first week and struggled against the Dolphins and that the other night, but he had them going early. You know, mm. they started pretty well, St. Yeah. George. But yeah, they're yeah, nah. no good. No, nah, no, nah, no good. <laughs> no good. I, um, plus, Ben Hunt didn't play their star player, so he's yeah. playing Origin. Hey, I, I was thinking about that last night. Uh, yeah, last night you yeah, watching the, the rugby and how. Rugby league, mate. Sorry, rugby league. Yeah, rugby league. <laughs> rugby league. How is that part of. That would have to be part of the strategy as a recruitment. Um, and this is where I think Melbourne Storm have done the right thing over the last... I know we've had the big names, mm. but a lot of their players who have been continue to be able to play during that state of origin period where they keep playing club games, I reckon... I don't know what the stats are, mate, but I would reckon Storm have won a good, strong percentage of those games during that period because those middle-tier to bottom-tier players are yep. strong rugby league footballers where all the other clubs drop off. So you're talking one player, Ben Hunt, you take him out of a setup, St. George completely lose their way. Yeah, absolutely. But he's also he's the one who keeps them honest on the field. Mm. And I reckon with him there, they're just like, oh, it it's doesn't matter. Hunty's not here. We can do team. whatever. We can cut corners. No, the good clubs are like that. The yeah. Melbourne Storms, the Penrith Panthers, uh, even the Bronx, the baby Bronx of 2001. 
You know, mm. they had all these. They basically had the Australian team playing for them. So when Origin came around, they lost everyone. They had a group of young players just come in and continue to win. Mm. And that's the sign of a strong club that's going to do well. They have the depth. Yeah, so we're talking three, four games. What's the three games? Three games. You know, that comes that's three weeks. Come the pointy end of the season. Those three games can be make or break. Oh, absolutely. The, playing can, the finals. Mate, particularly at the moment when you've got about five teams on the same amount of points from the top to fifth spot. Yeah. So it makes a hell of a difference. Yeah. Getting back uh, to the AFL, though, uh, the Suns are in Darwin tonight to take on Western Bulldogs. Jeez, they started off pretty dodgy, the Western Bulldogs, but they're going all right now. So that's a tough game again for the Suns. But I, I, the Suns are in Darwin for two weeks in a row now. Mm. So, and I didn't know this till the other day. It's part of their feeder area. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. That's that's outstanding. So they'll spend a couple of weeks in Darwin. Are they any chance against the Bulldogs tonight? Yeah, they are. I think getting the Bulldogs out of Victoria is the first positive. Uh, they play it's very too well. hot for them, mate. Yeah, too hot for their them. Their pasty yeah. white skin <laughs> will blister. Although I still think the Bont will absolutely rip it apart uh, in Darwin. <laughs> in those conditions. He plays in the wet, makes it look like he's playing in the dry. But yeah, getting him out of you know, Eddie had or um, is that what it's called now? I keep forgetting. No, Marvel. It's Marvel, sorry, my apologies. Marvel uh, and the MCG and getting him up there, different environment. So I, I, I do Darwin. think they're a chance. Uh, however, you know, the doggies are going pretty well. I love um, Darwin. It's lawless. Hey, well, the doggies are going from Ballarat to Darwin. Oh, God, what a culture <laughs> clash that is. You'll be struggling to get them out of Darwin. It's a great place. It is a great place. It is a great place just to let loose. I actually played my <laughs> second NAB Cup game there at yeah. Alice Springs. Not Darwin, Alice, right. Alice Springs. I haven't been there, Alice. Very different uh, environment there again, but a uh, beautiful place of the world, oh, Alice Springs. It's not a place I'll go with the miso, put it that way. No? <laughs> no, you go there with the boys. That's yeah. uh, a great trip away, Darwin. Uh, again, we talked about, oh, by the way, tomorrow night, Brisbane Lions will tomorrow afternoon take on Adelaide in the last game of the AFL. That'll be that twilight game at Adelaide Oval. Uh, first versus eighth. Geez, Adelaide, I think they're overachieving. But when I, when I say overachieving, they're doing better than I thought they would. Yeah, they're doing a lot better. They never started the year, didn't really have, expect them to be anywhere near the eight. Mm. Um, you know, they had a tough game last week on the road down to Ballarat against the Doggies. And coming home, I think, uh, to where they want to be. And, yeah, the, the line, it'd be a challenge for the Lions. I think I, I reckon Adelaide might... Might get one on them. I think the Lions have won. You think they'll win? I think they'll get closer than we expect. Yeah. Well, the Lions have been up for so long. What have they won now? Eight in a seven. Row, eight, seven in a row? Seven, seven eight in a row. Eight, yeah. So, yeah, it's tough to stay up for a long period of time, Jay. So, I reckon that Adelaide at home on their deck, last game of the round, Sunday. No one wants to play Sunday football. Um, just going to jump on the Oh, it's just a pain. In Adelaide? Yeah, in Adelaide. In anywhere. <laughs> in Adelaide of all places, Jase. Uh, no, don't don't pick on Adelaide. I was there a few weeks ago. I loved it. Yeah, you live golf. No, I didn't, no, I went just uh, for a mate's fiftieth. He he's the one who lives in Cairns. Right, I was oh, talking about it earlier, okay, yeah, yeah. and he decided to have his fiftieth in Adelaide. So sixteen of there? us had to embark on Adelaide. No, <laughs> no, he just loves the, wine at the Crazy Horse. <laughs> no, we ended up at Cry Baby, which is a, uh, a an eighties and nineties dingy bar, which is awesome. Yeah, great. Awesome. It's just a, a loud jukebox and one pool table. Speaking of 80s, 90s, what yeah. about the sad news of Tina Tyson? Yeah, huh? That's sad. And I remember growing up watching that uh, that advert. Um, Simply the best. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, she did wonders for the New South Wales Rugby League back there. Quickly, Quaffle, uh, Sherwood hosts ladder leaders Aspley. Uh, Aspley should get that job done for Savo. Should. Uh, Noosa at home against Redland Vic Point. They must be... 
They must be absolutely buzzing after building Labrador by 45 I'm points. I'm surprised they've been on a footy trip for a week. They probably would have thought it's the end of the season, but look. Um, they may have had milk in their lattes and went risky. <laughs> you think? Yeah, yeah, instead of oat milk. Or, or almond or something. Or, yeah, yak milk. They've just had cow's <laughs> is, milk this Is week. yak milk a new one? Is yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Camel I, milk? Cam- no, I'm not milking a camel. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins that? Oh, the Sharks, mate, should get the job done there. Labrador um, versus Morningside. I just hope Labrador lay into Robbo and just give it to him for not turning up on our show last week. He told me he got concussed as well at the end of the game on Morningside and he couldn't call the game for SCNQ last week. Hey, how many strikes has he got left? Oh, I'll tell you, he's pushing it. Hey, um, and, and I don't think a concussion will make a difference to Robbo. <laughs> he wouldn't know what a concussion is <laughs> these days. He, he he lives in a state of concussion. Morningside will get that job done, right? Yeah. You'd hope so. Well, you'd think so. I don't hope so. I hope Labrador for an upset. Broadbeach versus Wilston. Uh, Broadie. Surfers take on Maroochydore. Oh, surfers. They're going all right. Yeah. yeah uh, and Palmy host Mount Gravatt. It's going to be a good game again. I think Palmy should get the job done. Mount Cravat are kind of struggling a little bit this year. All right. All games, 2 o'clock this afternoon. I hope you can get to one of those. Season 2023 Regos are open for NAB AFL Auskick and club football. Sign up at play.afl forward slash Auskick. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk real estate on Saturdays in the Southeast. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Yeah, welcome back to it. Saturdays in the Southeast. Jake Edwards, Jason Matthews here. Um, and time to talk about wealth. Thanks to Wealth Depot, help achieve your financial goals. No better way to get into wealth. And you know this, Jakey, with Edwards Property and Co., that you've got yourself. Uh, get yourself a nice piece of property, sit on it for a long time, could make yourself some nice little money. It's for savings, right? Well, we can always attempt to live your lifestyle, Jason, owning <laughs> half of the Gold Coast. Not um, half. Come on, that's unfair. But if anyone does want some help, you know where to go. <laughs> hey, and if you're looking for a slumdog uh, landlord, I'm your man as well. Uh, no, jokes aside. Hey, we've got uh, Viva Hyde, who's a journalist at realestate.com property guide. Hello, Viva. How are you? Hi, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for joining us on uh, Sad Days in the Southeast on SCNQ in 1620 on the Goldie. I want to talk to you about property, and we're going to focus on the Gold Coast today. Um, are, are there any properties right. sticking out? And, Jake, I know you've got a beauty, which is a little bit out of my price range at Burley, but uh, are there any properties, Viva, that you reckon our listeners should be checking out this weekend and maybe looking at looking to purchase? Okay, well, um, yeah, the Goldie's definitely known for its colourful real estate and we've got a couple of cracking options coming up this weekend. So uh, one of them, a Lambie house, which is mm. pretty unique. Eddie and Perry's uh, house. Renault at, yeah, mm. yeah, at Mermaid Waters. So that one's been attracting a lot of attention, very retro, mid-century vibes there. So that should... Get a great crowd. What this is re- sorry? What does uh, what does very retro mid century vibe mean? You, you, you'd fit right in there. Well, what is it? What is it like? Something from <laughs> Leave It to Beaver, like a fifties TV show? What is kind it? Of. <laughs> well, it's yeah. I guess it's like fifties to nineteen seventy. Palm Springs, Palm Springs, Slim Aaron's type yeah, of inspiration. Palm Springs, there. Palm right. Springs. but okay. this one's got like the whole green and brown um, theme going to it. 
the shag pole carpet, the sunken lounge. Oh, that's so got Jake written all over. Very different, yeah. Definitely got character to it. That one. How much would the? Um, how much do you reckon it will go for? Oh gosh, well I can't really say being an auction, but um, yeah, well I reckon it probably keep an eye on it. There was a couple of. It'll probably. What, what do you think? Oh, look, it'll sit around there. It'll have a three in it, I'd imagine. It's one of those um, properties. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think it'll push towards that point. Is there a three, unfortunately, at the front? Yeah. All yeah, right, okay. Oh, it's, just, it's one of those. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it, well, be. It, it's exactly like this Ruin X one where, where we'll touch on it. It's. It's what I call a theme property. It's it's something that's out of the yes. box. It's very different, but certain buyers will Someone pay. Someone fall in love with it. Yeah, they'll pay a mm. premium for an emotional purchase like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Definitely, these these are the sort of ones that they're not neutral. It's not just oh yeah, nice family home. Somebody will walk in and say yes, I have to have it, and you know they will be prepared to get a little bit lost in the moment um, okay. at the auction. Okay, question probably. for you, though. Yeah. Question for you both. Yes. What happens when the Palm Spring theme is not in fashion anymore? Does the does the house lose value or it's all about the land? Oh, well, I think this particular um, design vibe is actually really well suited to the Gold Coast and I can't really see it going out of style. Um, just because it is all about a coastal and relaxed way of living and it sort of, it, it does suit the architecture around it. I mean, these Ruin X and Alambi house are pretty extreme examples of it. But, um, yeah, the basic principles of the Palm Springs styles, I think, are here to stay. So I actually bought Eddie and Perry's last renovating, or not the last one, one before that. Did on, you? Yeah, 32 Waitemo. Oh, wow. Yeah, Waitemo, uh, the Waitemo oh. house there. Beautiful home for a client, um, but something very, very similar. Um, Viva, just in regards to what you see being a property journalist at realestate.com.au, what are some trends or things you've noticed in the Gold Coast market over the couple months? Um. Okay, so I guess the big one that we have been seeing is a bit of an increase in vendor discounting. So I guess just more sellers meeting the market a little bit and realising that, um, you know, that there are a lot of families and buyers out there who have been affected by interest rate rises and their effect on borrowing power. So um, we are seeing some... Sellers cutting their asking price and just also at auction um, vendors being more open to negotiating to get a sale. So hopefully that might lead to a bit of a lift in um, in listings, which is the, still pretty tight. Um, you know, that says to me, in this market, don't sell. It's mm. a complete opposite. Yeah. Well, oh, that, that's the strategy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good it one. It depends. Can you hold long term? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I'd well, wait seems until like a lot of vendors agree, and wait and wait until the interest rates come back down again. So, hey, can I have you got something I can afford uh, that might be worth looking at this weekend on the Goldie? What's your budget? Oh, oh here we much. go. Go on. No, 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 no. Uh, around about eight. Uh, is there anything around? Is there anything left around eight hundred thousand? Where would you buy Vivo on the Gold Coast for around ah. that say seven to a million dollar range? Well, is there anywhere that you push buyers towards? Well, I reckon. Maybe check out a unit, a unit or a duplex so that you can still be near the beach in, you know, Burley, Palm Beach, maybe not on the beach side, but across from the beach and you still have that lifestyle, but um, mm. keeping it under a mill 
is still an option. Jake there. mentioned a couple of weeks um, ago. In terms of houses. Yep. Yeah. No, I was going to say, go. a, few, a few weeks ago, Jake mentioned, yeah. and, I, and I love this area as well, and as soon as stuff goes for, for sale between 800 and a million, it gets snapped up straight away. The northern end of the Gold Coast, your Coomba bars, your Runaway Bays, yeah. your Paradise Points. Well, we can't get anything in Paradise Point under a million, but those sorts of areas, because there's a lot of duplexes and villas and yeah. stuff, they're just going like hotcakes. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And even depending if you're happy to live a bit further out north, you can get an amazing three, four bedroom home for around a mil. And it's what, really not that far to everywhere that you want to go. No, so there's two really appealing reasons as to why I think the north is going to continue to grow is one, it's close to Brisbane. People moving up from south have It takes careers. me three hours a morning to drive to Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I do it yeah. three days a week too. It's a, it's, a killer. <laughs> it's a dog. It is. But a lot of people love the idea of Burley and Palmy, but once they get here interstate-wise, it's so busy. I don't yeah. know if you've been down there like trying to find a car park. So yeah. in value for money with land, dirt is what we encourage our clients to buy is up that northern corridor. So... Yeah, that Runaway Bay and Paradise Point, I know, is still, you know, it's getting there pricey-wise, but Kuma Bar's a, a good area. Jason really me- mentions these areas, Viva, because he owns Shh. about three or four <laughs> rental properties. Um, Don't believe him. In around there, so he's, try- he's trying, to drive up yeah. the, trying to drive up the demand so he can put his rents up again for, yeah. the, for the 12th time in 12 yeah, months. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. certainly a good, good time to be um, owning rental properties. <laughs> Viva, I'm going to go because this it is... It doesn't look like those rental prices are coming down. I've got to go. I've got to go and check my bank account. Uh, I think yeah. some rent's just going in. Viva <laughs> Hyde right. from the realestate.com. Day property. Awesome. Can we get you on again uh, another day? Because I want to do the same thing for Brisbane maybe next week. How's that sound? Yeah, sure. Yep, that sounds good. Thanks, Let's get into Mate. the Brisbane market. Beautiful. Thanks, Viva. Thanks for having me. Viva Hyde from realestate.com. She's a property journalist. Uh, yeah, we will get her on next week. We'll talk about the Brisbane market at Wealth Depot. We focus on improving financial knowledge to help clients live their best life. This is Saturdays in the Southeast. We'll be back to wrap it up in just a moment. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Yeah, Jason Matthews and Jake Edwards here this morning. Or oh, if you've got any questions about property, just uh, just text Jake directly while he's in the studio. <laughs> Save your time. That's what I would do. Uh, 0457-736-736 is our number. Hello to our listeners through SENQ in Brizzy and also SEN1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Our next guest, um, you know very, very well, Jake. Uh, he's the CEO of Outside the Locker Room. It's a charity that... You started uh, how many years ago? 2015. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they do a lot of work with clubs and they do a lot of work with the Brisbane Lions as well. I want to see how his mental health is going right now because uh, Toddy Morgan is actually on the golf ball on the golf course as we speak mm-hmm. and I believe he's already lost two balls. Todd, how are you going? I am actually having a great day on the golf course, apart from the fact that I've lost two golf balls in three holes, but hopefully we'll be able to make those shots back and find a few more balls in the next sort of 16, 17 holes. Well, mate, judging by law of averages right now, you want to make sure you've got at least 10 balls left in your golf bag to get you through the round. I'm very happy that there's a clubhouse at uh, hole nine, mate. I can buy another 12 balls before we lose all them on the back nine. Hey, Toddy, mate, thanks for jumping on. Um, 
being the CEO of outside the locker room, Toddy, give everyone a, a bit of a heads up, mate, as to the program and the work you guys are doing, especially here up in uh, in Queensland, the Brisbane Lions. Brilliant, mate. Uh, we obviously started in 2015 with your great self um, going out there and sharing your own story and was lucky enough to meet you and you got me on board. And what we do is we head out to mainly sporting clubs but also schools and businesses right around the country. Uh, we provide mental health education as well as education or other social issues such as drugs and alcohol, gambling, and then we touch on some skills around resilience, leadership and culture, inclusion and respect, and really focus in on both junior and senior clubs across all sports um, to try and at least create some vulnerability and create the normality of talking about mental health and well-being in sporting clubs, which is such an amazing community to be involved in. And through Queensland, we have uh, lucky enough to have the partnership with the Brisbane Lions after all the hard work you did there, Jake, with them as well, and working throughout sort of Ipswich, Brisbane, Redlands, all the way down to the Gold Coast and all the way up to the Sunshine Coast as well, and working with a lot of different sporting clubs from a lot of different codes throughout that area, and the support from the Brisbane Lions has been absolutely massive, as well as our, uh, our funding partners in Epic Good as well have been absolutely amazing to help us connect the dots um, with the networks that are in that area. Yeah, mate, we'll touch on it uh, before we let you go in regards to how sporting clubs up here can get involved. But if you were to spend a bit of time right now talking to a local president uh, at a local footy club, what's some advice that you'd be giving to them on how they can better support their players with their mental health? I mean, I'm still involved in community footy, Jace, which we're still undefeated at the Kings, mate, at Cooper Roo. So Have we're you going kicked right. a goal at all? We're going right. No, I'll kick four and five the last couple of weeks. Oh, so that's good. I've found some form. I'm just happy you're still not dropped. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, yeah, it's all about that local sporting club environment, Toddy, isn't it, mate? And um, what are some things that they can do better? Oh, I like the, the little plug there for Cooper Roo, mate. And yourself <laughs> sitting at full forward. As we told you about Doing the story nothing. where he kicked 10 last year. There, <laughs> he kicked 10 last year. I've oh, heard I know. all about it. It was a good game for him. Oh, I heard all about it. Don't worry. I hear it every week. <laughs> the uh, Look, mate, if I was talking to a, a president of a sporting club, I think one of the main things to really get across to them is that mental well-being and mental health is, is everywhere. Um, and a sporting club is a really great place to talk about it because it's one of the places and one of the few places that people actually choose to go. They actually let their guard down at a sporting club. They're not at work. They're not at school. They're not, you know, in social situations they haven't chosen to be in. Whereas when you go to a sporting club, you've picked that sport, you've picked that community to be involved in. And it's a great place to start really breaking down those barriers. So for presidents that are out there in any sort of sporting club, the real idea is to get a program, whether it's an OTLR or a different type of program, to come in and really humanise the fact that mental well-being isn't just the doom and gloom, depression, anxiety. It's also really positive things as well. It's the fact that sporting communities bring out the happiness in people. It's the fact that you build lifelong friends at sporting clubs too. And you can actually build skills there, leadership skills, inclusion skills, resilient skills, respect skills can all come from sport. I think that's why parents get their, their kids into sport as soon as possible. And then why you see, you know, people stay in sport, you know, well into their 80s. I'm playing golf with a couple, a couple of 70-year-olds right now. And, you know, it's a great connector sport. It's a great way to start a conversation. And sporting clubs are one of the best places to start to break down those stigmas and those walls. How, and Jake mentioned it before, how can clubs... Uh, get in touch and and get involved with the program. Really easy for OTLR. You can uh, go to our website for that an expression of interest form. So our website otlr.org.au, or you can shoot us an email at info at otlr.org.au as well. 
and express the interest for your club and our Queensland team will be in contact or if you're anywhere around the country at the moment listening to SEN in the southeast of Queensland, you can reach out and we'll um, be able to get in touch and get the program down to your sporting club. Toddy, do you get many people uh, from clubs reaching out to OTR? We we do. And look, the silver lining, I guess, from COVID, if there, if there ever is going to be one, was the fact that a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on mental health and a lot in the preventative side of things. So pre-COVID, getting a lot of sporting clubs come to us after a situation had occurred, which was obviously really, really devastating. And you know, since COVID, we've had a lot of sporting clubs reach out from the preventative side, never wanting to have a situation like that in their community. And we're coming up on 300 sessions for the last 12 months that are outside the locker room from a wide range of sports, anywhere from football, netball, cricket, basketball, triathlon, um, to your really obscure sports, things like handball, ultimate frisbee, lacrosse have also come involved as well right around nice. the country. So lots of sporting clubs are getting involved um, and we encourage everyone to get involved too. All right, Todd, uh, that play-up music means we've got to go. We're running out of time on the show this morning. Todd Morgan, CEO of Outside the Locker Room. Uh, reach out if you need some information if you're running a club. Uh, we can give that to you, mate. Thanks for your time this morning on Saturdays in the Southeast. I hope you hit him well, mate. I hope you hit him well. Nah, thanks, guys. Good Enjoy time. the rest of your weekend. Beauty. Thanks, thanks Todd. We've got to go. Uh, you know what I'm looking forward to today? I'm off to Eagle Farm. Derby Day at Eagle, Eagle Farm the Sava. Oh, very good, mate. Good luck. Hey, what are you doing? Anything <laughs> exciting? Nah, nothing this weekend. I've got to have a quiet weekend before I fly out. Oh, yeah, the palm card. Yeah, right, eh? Hey, we're going to go. Saturdays in the southeast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week on SCN. See you, everyone.